I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope. Ross Legg, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thanks mate. And Max Rowe-Brown, how are you Max? Hi Jack, yeah, good thank you. Um, This week we've got a pretty packed show. Um, A lot of cricket has happened in the last uh, sort of four or five days. So roughly in order of how we are going to discuss things, uh, England lost the final match of their ODI series to Australia. We'll have a a look back at the white ball matches at the end of the summer there. Then we'll be taking a look at the domestic scene, the T20 group stage, or the T20 blast group stage, I I I should say, to give it its full name has wrapped up and the cricket podcast's number one fan of county cricket max Roy brown will be talking you through what happened there uh following that uh ross i believe you put together a, a short preview slash uh a midway through preview because the first game was today uh of the england women v west indies women five match t20 series correct a very brief preview yes and then, as a finale, uh, coming in, coming in last on this week's show, um, we will be talking about the explosive opening to this season's IPL. Uh, we'll be having a look at the three games that have happened so far, and we'll be taking a look at the next few uh, that, that are coming up. Uh, before we get into that, though, um, fellas, we're going to have a little bit of an IPL sandwich today. We're going we're to begin and end with it. Um, so, so my first question to you, we'll start with you, Max. Um, what is your favourite IPL team and why? Hmm. Uh, well, I I think any any team that has a name that's so easily bastardised into something negative has to be top of my list. So Delhi Capitals for me. Okay. Yeah, that's mm. a that's a good answer. Ross, uh, your favourite team, please. It got, this kind of feels like a bit of a, like a start of a really bad date, by the way. <laughs> so, what what is your favourite cheese? Um, is that okay? Um, so, I, I've gone with um, Cold Cutter Night Riders purely on the fact that Dre Russ bangs. Okay, yeah, it's uh, very good. Uh, also, the name of your IPL fantasy team, I think. Uh, I I've gone with Delhi Capitals, Capitals as well, Max. Um, I I've not I haven't really got an affinity for any of the teams. So, if in doubt, go with the team that wears blue. Is my <laughs> my tip and Ashwin, I suppose. Um, I, I I find RCB quite funny as well because they're they're a bit of a train wreck, so they're always entertaining. Um, oh, they were great today. From that perspective, um, we'll we'll pick up something from Twitter as well. Um, so Rolo Tomasi, which is a, a pseudonym uh, for someone who who we know, uh, has asked which team is the West Ham of the IPL. Uh, Ross, do you want to take that one first? <laughs> Uh, so I actually I looked through each of the teams and was trying to almost like match them up to be like right who is Mark Noble who's David Moyes <laughs> um, and I mean RCB obviously perennial losers and West Ham kind of fit in that bracket um, but I couldn't look past Kings Eleven Punjab and the, and the reason for this I think Anil Kumble kind of looks like David Moyes um, they traded away their captain and that is a that is definitely something that West Ham would probably try and do one of their best players um, and then they've got actually just a mishmash of like kind of well-known players. So it's kind of just like, oh, we know who Chris Jordan is. Let's get him in. Um, and then they obviously have bits of uh, just history where they've got amazing players. So like Dimitri Payet, when he was there, not dissimilar to Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> there is, that, is a, that is my, uh, my, my little uh, thing there. 
Max, have you got anything to add? Uh, who, who would you name as the West Ham of the IPL? Well, I, I'd have thought it would be going from a, a slightly different perspective, that it would be going to the team that is the worst run of the lot. So RCB? Yeah. Royal Challengers Bangalore, if you don't know the lingo. Quite. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that. I thought that initially as well, Max. But um, I think uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore match up with Spurs slightly better. Uh, so they've got because oh, they've got all the quality quite, as well. Quite poor ownership, yeah. Like a couple of star players they may be paying too much for, and then a lot of dross sort of floating mm. around. Uh, every year they think it's going to be their year. It's never their year. How, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you compare Eric Lamella to Aaron Finch? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a, that, that's a, a, an entree um, to this week's cricket podcast. Uh, Ross, have you got anything to let the listeners know? Yes, uh, everyone should subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Twitter, Stitcher, Acast, whichever podcast platform you're on. If you're listening to this, thank you very much for listening. Um, you should also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod. Very good. We'll take a really short break and then we'll be back with a little bit of chat about England and Australia. Jacinda Ardern. Peter Jackson. Helen Clark. Sonny Bill Williams. Flight of the Concords. Edmund Hillary. Can you hear me? Edmund Hillary. You boys took the hell of a beating. You boys took the hell of a beating. So yes, we are talking about England, Australia and the series and the international summer for England and Australia has finally come to its conclusion. Um, last week, gents, uh, I was listening to the pod last night when I was uh, when I was flying back from uh, my little trip away and uh, you predicted that Australia would win and they did. Um, so well done, the Cricket Podcast, for predicting Thank- something right. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Um, it was an entertaining game, actually, in England. Um, it was kind of very up and down, and it was kind of a strange one. England were naught for two at one point, um, ending on 302 after Johnny Bairstow, um, useless Sam Billings hitting some runs, and Chris Wokes um, helping us along the way. Um, but what I found quite interesting as being zero for two was that Jason Roy meant that he'd averaged 7.2 in 2020 at that point. That's not very good, is it? <laughs> Is it the end of Jason Roy? Should we end Jason Roy's career? But, probably. I mean, probably whole... we should be on the safe side. Get rid of him. Yeah. Like he, he's kind of sitting there going, almost wishing that coronavirus would have wiped out the season, isn't he, with an average of 7.2. <laughs> That's a lot of waiting around for about 35 runs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. He did hit some runs, I think, for Surrey yesterday, which Max will no doubt come on to. Um, but I thought England actually completely sodded it up. I think England got were arrogant. I think England got to the point where they thought they'd won. Australia was 73 for five. And then we just thought we dropped catches. We took a wicket off a no ball of Alex Carey. Um, and then it wasn't like we just didn't, we just didn't play really. They hit a 212 record breaking sixth man partnership um, and got home. Um, Max, what, did you, do you see that? Or do you think Australia just batted really well? I think, well, there's a bit of both in there, isn't there, to take a lovely sit-on-the-fence approach. I mean, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Maxwell. Accurate, it? No, not at all. <laughs> you, honestly, your ass is covered in splinters, mate. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell batted brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can't, you can't argue with that. And Alex Carey's mind was sort of focused after that, uh, well, the, the, the noble wicket mm-hmm. uh, issue. But, I, I mean, just just catch the ball, and then it's not an issue. Like... That drop 
That drop off um, off Rashid mm-hmm. by Butler was so bad. Yeah, well, it, it didn't cover themselves in any glory whatsoever. Um, I did think that um, Australia, like they threatened to throw it away at the end. They needed to yeah. kind of like like ten, fifteen <laughs> runs again. Kept us guessing. And then um, Morgan, for the first time in a long time, properly shit the bed. Like, mm. like, and I'm not sure what really brought it on. He decided that he had Mark Wood bowled really well in the game. I thought Tom Curran bowled really well, and is actually starting to develop into a pretty useful death bowler. Had my reservations about him at the start of the summer, and actually he's really starting to do some really good things. Um, he threw the ball to Adil Rashid, and uh, he well, he tossed one up for Mitchell Stark to smash for six. So, so what well, was that? I think the thinking there is. So what did what did Australia need? Ten off six balls to win? Uh, was it ten? Yeah, or was it ten, ten or eleven. Um, statistically speaking, you need to take a wicket to win that match. If you don't take a wicket, you'll lose that um, game. I, I think there have been seven or eight occasions where it's it, there's been a similar scenario, and or no, sorry, there's been more than a seven or eight occasions. There's been a bunch of scenarios. Uh, it, it goes fifty-fifty. Ten runs is, is about fifty-fifty. And the team, if you if you don't lose a wicket, you pretty much always win if you're batting. Uh, so Morgan would have looked round his bowlers, and and what he should have been thinking is which Who one bowls of these... really fast at the stumps. No, no, which one of these bowlers takes the most wickets in the de- at the death? And Rashid takes wickets uh, about twice as often as Curran and Wood in the death overs. So the logic probably was fine. Um, I think in that particular game, Rashid hadn't bowled very well. Um, so yeah. I think I think in the context of of Adil Rashid going for eight and over, and Wood actually bowling very well, maybe you say well. I, I, it, something's not right for, for Adil today uh, and something is right for, for, for Mark Wood or, or Tom Curran um, so, so maybe you, you do it based on that but if you if you just look at it from um, the perspective that Morgan should have been it was a it was probably a, a well-informed decision Max, I, I feel um, like you have to consider the situation though. I mean there was the short boundary obviously which uh, makes it a little easier to hit and I I mean I don't know the stats but I would have thought that some of the wickets in the last over, when they're taken, tend to be well, bowlers, bowlers trying to smash the ball and probably getting caught or, or not quite managing it. And I think just bowling Rashid gave the... Well, it was Stark, wasn't it? And um, was coming still in at the time yeah, as well. I mean, you, you it say gave that, but, but, them but, the but, maximum chance of hitting that six I, that I, they needed to make it comfortable. So here's the thing. I, I think it, like, it's wood bowls quickly, but let's not pretend it's impossible to see the ball or something. Uh, you're you're one lucky top edge away flying for six, uh, from losing it that way anyway. I, I think it's probably much for muchness. If, if yeah, they know, I mean, they I mean know. that's fair. Also, Mitchell Stark's a left-hander, and Rashid, I, you know, he, I he, think did he, was it a googly? Uh, no, I th- I don't think it was. Um, I I I think that is a better argument. Um, I think that's probably the best argument for not bowling Rashid. Yeah, I mean he but, bowled um, exclusively googlies to Glenn Max, um, <laughs> Alex Carey. Sorry, but um, I don't. I don't think you can say that, that Morgan necessarily made a bad decision there. Is, is how I, is what I would say on that. I, can, I mean, I can see the argument for why he did it. Like it's it's very easy with the captain hindsight cap on to go. <laughs> nope, should have bowled Mark Wood. Um, like, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was a completely terrible decision because you can see you can see what he was thinking, but. I I would have gone the other way, but I I respect the choice he made, and you can never have a go at Owen Morgan for not making decisions. <laughs> yeah, fair he, point. he does uh, always make decisions. He's, he's never, not once, has he been there and just like nobody knows who's bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always clear who's supposed to bowl. 
<laughs> so, but that ultimately wrapped up the summer. Uh, Australia took the series, and I thought, if I'm perfect, they deserve to win it. They probably have got a bit hard done by the team. Well, they weren't going to bottle three out of six matches, were they? They'd already well, thrown two away. That they, boy, they, they try. Yeah. I don't know. There'll be no, there'll be no bins left in any of the uh, any of the changing rooms around uh, the Aegeus Bowl at Old Trafford. Um, ultimately, I think it wrapped up the summer, and it did wrap up the summer. That's yeah, well, well that's, noticed. That's a very Ross. good point, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, there's no more cricket <laughs> and there's no more podcasts see you later um, when, it came, when it came to it I just thought um, I'm glad it's over the international summer I thought it was uh, my final bit on that yeah I, um, I, I've got well, I've got one thing that I think we should or a couple of things I think we should touch on as well I, I think Glenn Maxwell we probably should uh, tip our hats to that's maybe the best innings of his career uh, I think right at the beginning of Australia coming over we did say He's, he's potentially one of the best white ball players in the world, and I think we all saw why there. Um, secondly, just a quick question for both of you. Uh, we, we, in the same show, we, we, um, we were previewing the Australia games, and we, and we were sort of wondering whether they were going to, to mean anything. Um, I asked at the time, uh, I, think we, I think we gave England a 7 out of 10 until Australia got to England, and, and I asked at the time, do you think if England do really well or really badly, that would affect your seven out of ten judgment for for England summer? Uh, so just to just to ask uh, Ross and Max, is it an eight out of ten now or a six out of ten now, or, or is that still a seven out of ten? Um, I'm putting it where it was. I, I don't think it's made much of a difference. It was just a bit of fun at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, to wrap up the summer. Yeah. Yeah, Russ. Any uh, any thoughts? Uh, I, I just kind of thought it was. Uh, it's always disappointing to lose to the Australians. Uh, I think in the manner that we did, it was kind of a close run game. Um, but ultimately, I think um, I don't, yeah, I'm going to go with Max. It's probably a seven out of ten for England. We got what we needed out of it. They got some money out of it. Everyone kind of goes on. They play the IPL. Everything kind yeah. of carries on. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'd probably agree. There we go. It does. <laughs> It does hurt losing to the Aussies, as you say, Ross. But I think more than made up for by the bottling that went on. Yeah, but I, th- I think I think it meant quite a lot to the Australians, actually. So that, that that was the bit. I think it genuinely meant quite a lot for that Langer team to actually win that, and it could well be kind of the confidence booster that they needed to actually start performing on a more kind of consistent basis. Um, what has come out though is both England camps and Australia camps have actually been speaking about um, kind of burnout with the players, and actually what what's likely to see if this coronavirus kind of continues in this sphere for the next kind of two years or so you'll probably get quite almost England A and B teams like we've done through and actually start seeing that across everyone really so it'll be quite interesting to see what young players actually come through and it could actually be a really interesting time for international cricket yeah it could be I think we'll, we'll wrap up there we've only really discussed one game um, like say a bit of fun uh, and uh, England some of the players now on a well-earned rest, some of them on a, a well-earned payday um, <laughs> at the IPL. Uh, fellas, should we take a, another quick break? 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 Um, break, blaster jingle, and uh, then we will come back with the blast uh, and Max. Stop, Jamie. Great work. Beautiful piece of work. That's what he was there for. Red side stumping. That was all Jack Russell's look at that one. That was a fine piece of club work. That really was fantastic work. He whipped the bars off in a flash. And as soon as they saw me, Jack Russell came bounding over. <laughs> and I just made it into the popping crease. In time. 
Yes, so as uh, as Jack alluded to at the top of the show, in um, in my remit as the podcast number one fan of domestic cricket, also known as the podcast only fan of domestic cricket. That's not true. I I do sometimes go and watch domestic cricket. <laughs> only Ma- consistent fan only... of domestic cricket. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Max is actually the only media outlet who actually cares about domestic cricket in the UK. <laughs> Not sure that's what I was saying. No. <laughs> um, anyway, moving swiftly on, yeah. The uh, so the the T Twenty Blast, which um, got underway belatedly and will be finishing in the first week of October, which mm-hmm. will be interesting. Um, they're playing ha- it at Cardiff now, aren't they? They've actually put the, they're putting the roof on at Cardiff, and that's where they're going to play it. You're joking. What? At the yeah, of, course, of course I'm joking. Oh, course. They did do they did do that way back in the day. They did have a Shahida you had got like twelve if you hit the roof and Shahida Freedy hit the roof like three times. True story. <laughs> um, Maybe we can think about introducing that into the hundred. That sounds more of a hundred rule to me. <laughs> but yeah, the, so the final round of group games wrapped up uh, over the last few days. So um we now know who will be populating the quarterfinal places. Ross, as you mentioned, Jason Roy finally hit some runs. Mm-hmm. Scored 72 for Surrey in uh, against Kent in a game which didn't matter. Um, Plunkett also took some wickets. Three for 19 off four. Not too not too shabby. And um, uh, a Sussex man, one of your boys, Laurie Evans, now, now at Surrey for, for the T20, scored 73. So good day out for them. Uh, Hampshire Middlesex, also irrelevant, but worth mentioning Ooh. because Shaheen Afridi took six for 19 including the last four wickets in four balls. Yeah, I did see that. That was quite good. It went from, it went from basically game on to game over, didn't it, in those four balls? And it, um, it, yeah. Are they all bold? kind of carnage you like to see. Are they all bold as well? Yeah, I think bold. multiple stumps flying. Um, yeah. You can go, it's like a 30-second Twitter thing. You can find that. Um, he is loving it as well. <laughs> His celebrations yeah. are amazing. I mean, bowling are out they... Steve Finn and then celebrating like you've just scored a goal like Cristiano Ronaldo is absolutely brilliant. Where do they Where do they rank celebration wise? Where does it rank on a scale of zero to Imran to here? Uh, I reckon it's a, I reckon it's a good seven. A yeah. good seven because I reckon Panasar's in the nine bracket. Yeah. So yeah, good seven. Cool. Um, so. Sussex, uh, they survived a bit of a collapse uh, to limp past Essex and um, secured their place in the quarterfinals, coming second in the South group. Uh, George Garton had a had a day out, as the Aussies would say. Uh, four wickets and 34 not out to see Sussex home. So they're through. I, I played with George Garton. Did you? Yeah, in a, in a game down in uh, against Cookfield once upon a time. I think he was about he was at fifteen or something, and a bit better than most of us. Yeah, was he quite good? <laughs> yeah, he was coming in, and uh, he didn't quite have the action that almost takes him off his feet then, but um, still had the pretty serious haircut that he's got now. So uh, he was pretty good. Nice, nice little, uh, nice little name drop story for you there. Uh, another team who squeaked through in the last round of games was uh, Leicestershire. Um, on better net run rate than Birmingham, so this is the the case of the uh, sort of the best runners up making it through did, after the top two. Did Birmingham win it last year? Well, Essex uh, won it. They beat Birmingham Essex, in the Essex final. Essex beat, but um, yeah, and Alley inspired Mo- Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Simon Harmer went crazy, basically. Yes. Took took a bunch of wickets and then. And sp- Moeen Alley inspired Birmingham. That's not true. He plays for Worcestershire. You know what I mean. 
You've got your black country <laughs> mixed, black country teams mixed up. Warwickshire, Worcestershire. I knew one of them was Birmingham. Yeah, I, I was there, but obviously by by the time it got to the final, there's no point asking me what happened. <laughs> probably. Uh, Max, Max had been escorted out in his banana costume. <laughs> probably double figures in into the into the beer at that point. Um, if you do get a chance to go to finals day, definitely do it. It's brilliant. Obviously not this year. Hold on, just to pull you up on this, I've googled this, Ross. Retract your statement. Yeah, he plays for Warwickshire and Birmingham. Well, we now he plays for Worcestershire. Look, we're now look. You can we're going to have to pause everything. Did you actually? Yeah, oh, the, look, I've got right. it up now. So right. we were right, Max. Drunk Max and I was right. Uh, right, well, he played they... county cricket for Warwickshire before moving to Worcestershire oh, in the Christ. 2006 <laughs> season. So I, I, that is peak the cricket podcast, and I'm very glad for calling you up on it. Um, anyway, Max, <laughs> back to it. So the. Uh, yeah. So if you, yeah. So if, if perhaps you like your facts checked. We do it twice here. One incorrectly. <laughs> two then correctly. Perhaps. Um, perhaps Birmingham, uh, addled by their loss of Moeen Ali in two thousand and six, um, couldn't quite uh, squeeze through to the final. Um, <laughs> Thirteen years of hurt. <laughs> 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 but there was yeah, carnage uh, on that day, wasn't there, Max? Really, the, to get through, actually, like was it Leicestershire? There was Northamptonshire. There was carnage. Yeah, well, so so Leicestershire were um, beat the Lancashire, who finished second in that in that group. Um, Lancashire looked like they were done, like home and hosed. Mm. They were chasing 155, and were 112 for one. And and then Colin Ackerman took three wickets and one over, and suddenly they were 114 for five. <laughs> so they, they, work, came over all, you know? they came over all Sunrise as Hyderabad um, uh, I think Lancashire's Luke Wood also deserves a mention in that game because he he bowled three overs how many runs do you reckon he conceded four. four. Oh, close five. Oh, blimey <laughs> <laughs> yeah not bad yeah why didn't um, he bowl five overs four, uh, four overs no he only bowled three overs well, why didn't he you'd have thought you <laughs> would wouldn't you you would have thought, yeah, would have thought bad yeah. captaincy um, Joe Root scored another sixty in the uh, in the Northern Wooden Spoon. He also bowled a leg spinner that got a wicket. Did he? Do you see he's, this? He's got he, everything. Isn't he? Leg he's, spin. he's developed a leg spinner. He also bowls that um, the spinner bouncer that that Jack sort of developed and decided was a, I, um, a wicket taker. I, I took a wicket with that on last Sunday. Well, there you go. This guy was just blocking well, everything, you, and so I, I slung one in down halfway down, and he skied it. Was this the guy with one leg? No, it was not the guy with one leg. No. So did, did you get him out? No, we, we only took three wickets all day. Um, <laughs> I took one of them, and our other leg spinner uh, took two, and everyone else wicketless. We did, we dropped a fair number of catches, but yeah, a good day out for I don't like cricket. Anyway, Max, back to T Twenty. Sounds like you're playing in the Caribbean. Leg spin, <laughs> leg spin only. Um, Glamorgan beat Moeen Ali's Worcestershire in a, <laughs> in a dead rubber. Um, despite 100 for Hamish, Hamish Rutherford, good effort. Ultimately, he didn't mean much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll go on to the, so yeah, the the two most ex- exciting games, the uh, the carnage that you mentioned. So North Northants secured um, their place with a, a three wicket win over Birmingham, who then sadly dropped out for them. Um, uh, Moen Ali's old club. Moen Ali's old club. <laughs> yep, just yeah, to clarify, yeah. over 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Adam Hose hit 119 off 64 for Birmingham. That is a good effort, that is. But uh, unfortunately, couldn't wasn't wasn't enough. Uh, Northants not enough. Northants won by three wickets, <laughs> uh, with seven balls to spare. See, uh, see, see, let that bit, slip see. a bit. 
It's a good, this is a good question. So, Jack, you're a big proponent that ultimately batsmen only ever care about their individual scores. But like, that's definitely you, true. But if you get if you did that score, Max, would you yeah. go away from that being just like, do you know what we lost? But fucking, I did hit hundred. Of course, he is. He's just hundred percent. He's just guaranteed himself a contract for next season with that innings. I don't know who yeah. who was who 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 is he? <laughs> now we know. Mm. So, Could be the next Darren Alley. Darren Hose. <laughs> Adam. 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 Adam Hose. Remember that name. <laughs> Um, the, the... Jack is on fire tonight. You'll look forward to him leading the IPL segment. The the real exciting game, though, which I've um, saved for last, was uh, was Gloucestershire uh, and their win over Somerset, which was uh, a last ball thriller. Uh, Tom Smith hit four off the last ball to win it for Gloucestershire. Uh, after they had a bit of a dodgy start, they were 80 for five off 12. Um, chasing 160 odd, but they they made it home. Penultimate ball was a wicket, and then first ball come in four to win it for your club. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that cemented uh, Gloucestershire's place at the top of the central group. The Gladiators were they still the Gladiators? I think they might just be Gloucestershire. Yeah, that's a shame. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we did go I through. Sort of, that I sort of lose once, lose track of the blast names. It's all been uh, all usurped by the ridiculousness of the hundred. Um, but anyway. What all that means is that uh, the lineup for Thursday, the first of October, is as follows: Gloucestershire will be playing Northamptonshire Steelbacks, uh, Notts Outlaws against Leicestershire Foxes, Surrey will be playing Kent Spitfires, and Sussex. Do you have a name, Sussex? Sharks. Sharks, Sharks. Sharks against the uh, Lancashire. Sharks. Yeah, Lancashire Lightning. Lightning. Sharks v Lightning. Sharks v Lightning. Oh. Not quite I the Thunder v Lightning I of think... the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, but. <laughs> That's good, yeah. I feel like Sharks would be at a disadvantage against Lightning as aquatic creatures. Yeah, I don't know how the Sharks are going to do damage to the Lightning. No. They just sort of have to absorb it. Eventually, Lightning does go away, doesn't it? You have to outlast it. I guess they'll just be hoping to to see it out. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, after that nonsense, the final will be on the 3rd of October. Um, So what what do you reckon the odds are on rain all day, but Providing just enough time for three super overs. That is, um, that's why I don't like cricket clubs golf day. So I would imagine the odds of it rating are pretty high. <laughs> high really high. Um, well, sticking with the theme of rain, the uh, the Bob Willis Trophy final is on starting on Wednesday as well, the 23rd to the 27th, Essex mm-hmm. v Somerset. Obviously, the main headline from that is that Tom Banton decided to play in the IPL instead. Can't yep. really blame him. Um and the weather forecast be, shows I, I, showers for the first three days. I can, I can <laughs> so believe great. that people got angry at that. But at the same time, how much cricket has he actually played in that competition for them? Yeah, he played three games, I think. Yeah. He's not, he's, yeah, he's not, he's like, not even he's that good for England most cricket. of it. He's right. not, he's, he's not he's, integral he's to the team. It's more beneficial for Somerset, for Tom Banton to go and play in the IPL than it is for him to play in that you game. You get a, a lot of money. And it's a lot more goes. beneficial for Tom Banton to go and play in the IPL. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I've been thinking about the blast. Uh do you not think, Max, that there might be just too much of it? I'm quite surprised how much they've managed to get in. Well, no, what I mean here is, is um, you mean in terms I, of games? Well, like, look, I would, I would, I like cricket. I would follow cricket. I like, I follow the the other one, uh, the chat, the championship. Mm. But with the blast, it just seems like there's so much of it, and it goes on like for this weird period of time. And then it's not really clear who's going to go through. And 
I feel like they need to, to, to change the structure slightly to make it a little bit clearer what's actually at stake. It just it's just a it's a maelstrom. Of... So what's 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 uh, what's confusing for you? Because normally you've got the you've got the north and the south group. They all play each other once, and the top four go through. Like that's that's fairly cut and dry. I think it's the volume is is what I'm saying. So with with other 2020 tournaments around the world, there's a game, sometimes two games every day. Mm. You know who's playing who. You know what's at stake. Um, and you the the, the narrative around the tournament is easy to build and easy right. to package what the that's just not what the i mean i understand the blast, the blast is a bit all over the place with 18 it? teams like, it is hard tuesday to wednesday friday and there's games one team up. will be playing three it's, games in a row i know it's this this time this this year in particular it's been difficult because of well a pandemic but the game's yeah. like kicking off at one in the afternoon then six then six thirty then six forty five it's why are we not there's <laughs> there must be a way of presenting mm. this in a, in a format that's actually possible for the casual cricket fan to follow, and I I'm I think I, I we're on we're on uh, the the fifth most popular podcast in India, tenth most popular podcast in the UK. We're not casual cricket fans, and I've really got no fucking idea what's going on, who went <laughs> through, how they managed to go through, what was at stake in those games. I watched some of the highlights, um, or or what what ends up on Twitter. But I find it quite difficult to, mm. to actually keep up with what I should be paying attention to, who's performing well. Um, I, yeah, I think they just have a look at streamlining, streamlining that slightly. I understand. Maybe, 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 maybe it's just not for me. I mean, if you're there, if you go every week, um, perhaps it is a, a much easier tournament to follow. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's what it's for. It's for the people who actually play. Well, I mean, normally... Normally the games are all on roughly at the same time in the evening, aren't they? And you get the odd Sunday afternoon game. And that, that does help it. And like you say, this year it's been much more scattered um, for obvious obvious logistical reasons. Um, but, I mean, I, I take your point. It can be a little a little nebulous at times. But um, hopefully next year it will get back to get back to normal. Yeah, I even think I even think in a normal year though they need to. I I I think it's a little bit of a less is more type situation. Make play a few fewer games, but make it clear of what's actually happening in those games. I don't know if everyone needs to be playing a, a thousand matches. Jack, it honestly just sounds like you're dying for the hundred to start. That's what, <laughs> that is genuinely what you've just described. I'm not dying for the hundred. That, that's I, exactly I, I, what you've I just described. You, you've described less, you want less is more, to... so you've got less balls, you've got less teams that are involved, and make it simple to what's <laughs> at stake. You've just explained the hundred, mate. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think there are other problems with the hundred, but I, I, I think the blast could be turned into something more manageable without really altering what it is um but you know it's 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 fun isn't it people seem to like it so maybe i'm not if you if you stick down a proposal i'm sure the ecb will be willing to listen they Uh, are all about innovation (laughs) give it a go i will uh i'll I'll get to work on it right away and we did have a we had a a question in (laughs) that was last year we had a question in (laughs) sorry jack yeah we did have a question in from um, Paul Griffiths once again. Uh, Max, he wants to know what happened uh, with your complaint letter to Surrey. Um, could you provide a quick update on that before we move on to England v uh, West Indies in the women's cricket? Absolutely. Um, I will put it on Twitter and I'll let you know when I get a reply. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, should we take another quick break and then uh, come back with some women's cricket? We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. 
Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yes, you are right. Uh, Women's international cricket is finally back. Uh, The first games since March uh, earlier this year due to COVID-19. There's also been a bit of hoo-ha in the women's game anyway that they postponed the 2021 World Cup um, to 2022. And they was kind of, well, how have you done that? What's the foresight? What's it based on? Um, And they were worried that all the momentum that was picked up uh, both on a worldwide scale in terms of public interest, but also on a local level in terms of shifts in attendance and greater equal pay um, across some of the boards, um, that the momentum is going to be lost and actually women's cricket is going to decline. Um, West Indies, though, have decided to save the day as they did um, at the start of the summer with the men's game. And there's going to be a T20 series lined up, which starts today, which is uh, Monday the 21st of September. Um, Gents, what what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? Are you, are you happy that it's back? Um, is it good for the game? What, what's, your, what's, your thing? what's your thoughts? Well, I think, uh, yeah, of course it's good for the game. I think, And that goes without saying, doesn't it? Um, I I was reading in, in Wisdom uh, uh, an article about um, some of the English spin bowlers and I, I think there's an overwhelming sense of relief within women's cricket, from what I gather, um, that, that the game is back on. Um, but I think also like what I found quite interesting was that... that um, there, there seems to be quite a lot of positivity around women's cricket in that, that um, the, pos- the prospect for growth still appears to be there. I think when COVID um, started to like, seriously impede uh, people's ability to, to put on cricket matches or, or to do anything, in fact, I think there was a bit of a fear that uh, it would effectively crush women's cricket in, in this country, which has gone from strength to strength really in the last, what, four years since the since the World Cup, mm. uh, maybe slightly before the World Cup. Um, that doesn't look like it will happen now, and I think these games being on is sort of proof of that. It, w- it would be quite easy for the ECB, I think, to have just cancelled everything. Um, they'd have got some flack, probably from The Guardian, but otherwise I think they'd got away with it. Uh, but it does look like that they are quite committed to to um keeping that game on or keeping the game on and i think um and you probably agree i reckon boys that it, it's probably still the biggest area for growth in in the sport over this con- in this country anyway for for the next decade or two so i think yeah it's great that the game's on hmm. the only, only question i've got is why did they not start it a little bit earlier so we're now in is the 21st of september what, what what was stopping them from having more international games on was it just the fact that we were that the men's game was using Old Trafford and the Aegeus Bowl. What 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 was causing it? Do you think? Uh, I think it might have been that. I think it might have been the logistics of getting other teams to come as well. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't think all of the other international women's teams are professional. Mm. Um, so that that might have had uh, a little bit of an impact. I mean, I agree. It would have been nice if they'd they'd had uh, a couple of series rather than just one. But um, there's there's going to be a lot of cricket cancelled over the next. 12 months so I think it's good that something has happened uh, I don't know what you think Max yep uh, yeah I'd have to agree I mean the, <laughs> it's a bit of... goes, no <laughs> worst thing I could possibly yeah, imagine terrible terrible <laughs> idea why, once why again Max he's, 
Yeah. Just a yes man. Yeah, um, just averse to confrontation in any way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult, difficult one to uh, to argue against. Even even to play devil's advocate, it would be a, a questionable position to take. Yeah. What, the, what um, are you look forward to? What are you looking forward to then? That might be a better question. So obviously the first game's on basically as we speak now, um, and, yeah. and there are five matches over the next few days. What what are you um, hoping to see um, in those matches? Well, I'm, I'm hoping to see a uh, similar sort of to what we saw in the T20 Women's World Cup last year, which was actually, it was, you know, there's a lot of uh, really close games. It was really competitive. And um, just something something along those lines to get, like you say, you're talking about momentum, getting the momentum starting to get uh, built back up again, uh, get people interested in it. And it is, um, it's a shame that they did decide to postpone the 2021 World Cup, but with things looking like they are now, it might perhaps prove to be a prudent move in that by 2022 they might be able to get fans back in again because that's not looking all too uh, a hot a prospect. <clears throat> yeah, for moment. sure. Um, I, I'm quite looking forward to... So Wisden actually did a profile of three uh, of the three spinners in the England team. Um, I'm most looking forward to seeing Sarah Glenbowl. Um She is a leg spinner, if you don't know. She's taken 15 wickets in her first 10 T20 internationals. Um, and I have heard from the horse's mouth, so to speak, that she's developed a googly, uh, which she'll be looking to deploy in this series. If you look back to the World Cup, as you say, Max, do you remember... Um, Australia struggles against the Indian spinners who could bowl googlies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think if England are going to close that gap in the in the women's game, uh, a, a bowler with a good wrongen um, could be the ticket. So hopefully uh, that comes off for Sarah Glenn and uh, England. England have got a good player there. Absolutely. I also think it's a great idea that they've actually done it as T20 games. I think if they would have done one day internationals, it would have been an absolute waste. It's, 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 the West Indies are a much better side over 2020. And I think it's going to be a much more competitive series because of it. Cool. Uh, speaking of T20, um, and slightly mindful that we don't want to release another 90-minute show, which will make it three on the bounce, um, <laughs> shall we take a quick break and then move on to the Indian Premier League? South Africa have made a real mess of this. And Unbelievable! How on earth did South Africa make a mess of that? Basi has been given a message of two to nine. Yep, the IPL is underway. Um, before we get into the games, just a quick question, boys. I, I'm I'm pretty excited that the tournament's back. I, I'm more excited than I expected to be um, when even when we were previewing it. Uh, the cricket's been good, uh, and I want to ask you: Have you enjoyed it as much as I have? Uh, well, I watched my first game today, and I was—I absolutely loved it. It was carnage in the game. It was like two big injuries. Uh, team absolutely collapsed. It was—it was, it was fantastic to watch. The only thing that is really frustrating is the commentary. Oh, like, bloody! Like, 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 like Kevin Peterson is not a very good commentator, and the, I'm not sure if it's just their lack of like. It can't be his lack of understanding, as he was an incredible cricketer and he was a good T20 player. But I actually he, think it might be his lack of understanding. Yeah. I yeah so they were saying I mean like the one that the thing so the thing that was getting me today was the I find some of it quite funny I find like the product placement quite funny <laughs> I, I find like the forced anecdotes quite funny 
Um, what I like, what I don't like is that a lot of the commentators seem to fundamentally not understand the the product that they're commentating <laughs> on or the games that they're commentating on. They'll it'll be like forty five required off thirty balls, and they'll be saying. Well, they can just knock the ball around for singles this over and not lose a wicket. It's like they're two down. They need 40 to win off, or 45 to win off 30. Well, it's nine and over. They can't knock the ball around for singles, <laughs> but they'll go down that route. And then a lot on, on the Peterson, he gets something in his head and he can't let go of that thing. It doesn't matter what it is. He'll just talk about that thing for his whole 30 minute stint. It's, um, that, yeah. Now and then and then group think sits in and Michael <laughs> Slater's just like oh my god Kevin you're so right the one the ones and twos that AB de Villiers and Virat Kohli are doing is going to win them the game it's just like come on yeah. um, anyway sorry I digress uh, I am enjoying it and uh, I'm also enjoying watching batsmen bat without a lid on which is kind of a yeah. was a rare occasion yeah Max how have you found it so far are you, are you enjoying the IPL. Well, I went as far as making a fancy team, which is uh, oh, that's, good. that's, we'll, we'll, that's, we'll, dis- that's a display of love for any sporting event, we'll, isn't it? We'll have to touch upon that um, yeah. towards the end of this segment, I uh, think. But, well, Ross mentioned the commentary being annoying. There's one other thing that I found slightly frustrating, which um, we, we discussed whether or not we might see it uh, in some of the previews. Um, they're pumping crowd noise in over the TV. And they are, with the crowd noise, pumping in the Vuvuzelas and the horns. And <laughs> why? Why? I, you've, got a, you've got a chance to get rid of it. And... I like the crowd noise. And I also like that they've got someone trying to react to the game. But they've obviously, they were obviously doing it via the same screen we're watching as well. Yeah. So sometimes it's like a great shot and they, they can't really tell whether it's gone through the infield. So there'll be no clapping or no cheering. <laughs> sometimes it'll just be like a guide down to third man. But the third man wasn't in shot. And so there'll be like wild cheers as though it's the greatest shot they of all time. They through for a single. <laughs> oh, you, you say that, but apparently they're blaring it out in the stadium. So appa- apparently it's not just the crowd noise that they're doing that on the television. Apparently they are oh play- they, they've got someone I reacting am- live in person and they're blaring it out on a speaker system. It did look a bit like that when I wasn't oh, I wasn't what? sure when I was watching it earlier. I am um, I, 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 I know they're doing know that in the through. NFL because they <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles um they played the boo track to their own quarterback when he threw an interception. <laughs> Brilliant. That's good. I thought they I thought the NFL franchises were just letting people go and watch it anyway and all get I think covid. So, some are and some aren't. Anyway, should we talk about the games? Should we talk about the games? I suppose so. Um, so there have been three. We'll start with, um, controversially, game one. Um, and I'm going to take Ooh. you back to a talking point before the game. Uh, they they call Mumbai Indians v Chennai Super Kings, the Classico. Um, there was a big debate whether that, whether that's a good or a bad name uh, for that particular rivalry. Fellas, where do you come down on the Classico debate? Because we need to provide an answer. Oh, it's it's lazy. It's very lazy. Ross, uh, I, I think it's absolutely fine. It's, it's, a, it's a completely fabricated rivalry uh, in every other, like in every other franchise. It's ridiculous. These two are just kind of good teams that play against each other and have been the most successful. Um, that has worked for Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid. Yeah, that's all uh, that rivalry is about. That's all yeah. it's about. No that's civil war or anything. No, no, yeah, no independence. No, nothing, no nothing going movement. on there. So yeah. If it's no. worked for them, why not steal it and just chuck it at some advertising <laughs> in the IPL? At yeah, least, I, come on, at least have a pun. We yeah, need a pun. I, I, I think you're right, Matt. I think they should they should name it after something that actually matters there. But yeah, people are lazy, aren't they? It's it's, it's probably it's easy just to call it the Classico, and then everyone kind of knows what you mean. The two big teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> kick on with the actual. Getting on with the actual game then. 
And so it started with a flurry of runs, uh, Rohit Sharma and De Kock, uh striking the ball nicely. Uh, they De Kock in one over really got after in Gidi. A nice bit of South African on South African action for you there. And it looked like Mumbai were on for, for a, a decent score until Sam Curran came in. And uh, can you guess what happened then, boys? Well, he, he made, made something, something happen. happen. He made something happen. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually had a hand in, I think, the first three wickets. He, he took a catch to get rid of Sharma. He had De Kock caught at mid-wicket. Uh, and then he took another catch on the boundary, I think, to, to so Piers Chawla uh, p- picked up a wicket. And from there, the breaks were on. Um, Mumbai struggled to, to score. They ended up on 160-odd. Um, the two Pandya brothers and Pollard, who are the, the engine room, if you like, of that Mumbai Indians team, didn't get going. And Angidi, after taking some flack from De Kock, uh, came back. So he was 30 for two. Oh, uh, sorry. 30 for none off two overs. Finished with 38 for three off four. So that's some nice that's a comeback. death bowling from here. Mm-hmm. Um, that meant CSK had like a gettable target to go out and, um, and chase. Uh, they, they were two for six. Uh, Shane Watson out LBW after I wrote a piece. No. <laughs> Did he review it? He, he nearly reviewed it and it was so <laughs> out. It was so out. Um, back leg right in front of middle stump. He did, he, even Shane couldn't bring himself to review that one. Um, so it looked like game on. And then um, and then Fatu Plessis and Ryudu got together. Scored 100 between them. Uh, and, Ryudu and... was the guy who was going to play for Ireland, wasn't he? Oh really? There was, yeah, there was, was rumours that he was going to be made Ireland captain because he he was just like, I'm pissed off with Indian cricket. I, I'm going to go play for Ireland. Oh, well, that would have been um, yeah. So Is that how nationality works? <laughs> I guess so. Um, anyway, um, so they sort of coming from an England fan. <laughs> uh, they were going, Fair they, point. They were going pretty well. I think they got it down to 28-ish off three, um, and then Sam Curran came in. What did he do? Well, he made something things happened. happen. Made something happen. He hit three sixes in, in six balls, eighteen off six, uh, and that meant CSK were able to win pretty easily with about five or six balls to spare. Um, before the tournament, just to to call back to one of my predictions or one one of the things I said to look out for, I said Bumrah and Chahar would be the top two bowlers from Mumbai Indians. Uh, well, they combined for figures of eight overs, two wickets for seventy nine. Strikes again. Uh, not that great. Um, let's start. We'll discuss this game briefly. Let's start with the the big uh, the big thing for England fans. Um, Sam Curran. How impressed were you by Sam Curran's uh, performance in this game? So I think one for twenty eight off his four and eighteen off six balls with the bat. Uh, Max, wow. sorry, fan. Go on. Yeah, I know all about his quality. Quality. It's no uh, no surprise to me. It's you. It's you naysayers that should be uh, should taking a long, hard look at yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, Ross, what did you think of Sam's performance? Uh, it's great to see an England player actually turn up and do well, considering what, um, what happened to uh, Chris Jordan in the following game. <laughs> like, it's it's uh, you've kind of got to. Uh, You've got to make sure that we're representing in the right way. So nice, well, nice well little done. tease there, Ross, for the well, uh, next. Well done, Sam Curran. Yeah. Um. Did you? Did you two have anything that you took away from that 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 first game of the IPL? Um, well, I wanted to. I wanted to put to you how uh, how important you think Dhoni's uh, decision making in the batting order was to that. Because obviously he um, propelled Sam Curran up the order a bit to try and get them quicker runs um, and make that final chase. Easier when it came to the the last sort of last sort of over or so. Well, Max, you... 
Obviously, everything Dhoni's ever done has been a good decision. Yeah. Or just good. So, there, yeah, that's the answer. It was good, wasn't it? Worked. Yeah. <laughs> Currently 18 off six balls. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, nice when it comes off, isn't it? <laughs> um, there, there was a lot of buzz on Twitter about Dhoni going out to bat. I think he got zero off two balls, not out. Um, finisher. <laughs> 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 but no, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think Curran should be used in that role if you're going to have him. He can hit the ball pretty hard. Um, you talked about Rashid Khan being used in that role, didn't yeah. you? When uh, last week. When there's 12, 12 or fewer balls left in the innings, or 20 or fewer, say, send Curran out because it's, um, it, it's, it's a punt, isn't it? Like, he might, he might, he's, he's one of two things are going to happen and they're going to be quite. Um, diametrically yeah. opposed. He's going to be out he's not, very probably quickly. Not, probably <laughs> not going to use up lots of balls. Yes. Um, yeah. That's why I was like, Ross, did you have anything on, on the Mumbai Indian CSK game? Uh, I just think it was really good to see Ngidi bowl well because I think Ngidi's like, rise over the last kind of couple of years has been quite interesting to watch and I think the more opportunities he's got, he keeps on getting better and better and uh, it's just great to see. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things I had, uh, just, just to mention, I don't know if you, if you I think, Ross, you were on a plane and Max, you were playing football but I watched the game live. Um, CSK field like a bunch of old men. Because um, <laughs> that's what they are. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not, incredible not how many mistakes they made. Um, but I guess they're so good in in the the skill areas of their game that they were able to make up for that fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, although my 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 real final point uh, is a tip of the hat to the guy who did feel quite well for them. Uh, Faftu Pasi took three boundary catches. Uh, two of them were the ones where you have to throw the ball back in and catch. Again, Very good. so um, the, I guess they do it when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would recommend going to, going to search out those FAF uh, points. So um, that's that was the, I thought it was a really good opening game to the 2020 IPL. Um, and a stupid question: Was yes. it deliberate that they did the final as the opening game, or is that just by luck? I think it's by luck. <clears throat> I'm not 100 percent sure. I think you do that I every year. I, I, I also I also think it's by luck. But yeah, I think that's uh, that would be a really good way to start all tournaments, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, I I I, I yeah. especially knockout ones, Max, like Wimbledon, actually, wouldn't it? Like because <laughs> Federer and Nadal played the first game. <laughs> the World Cup. <laughs> We might get Honduras to the final somehow. <laughs> it was—I thought it was a pretty fun game. Um, I, I, and uh, sort of that's all I've got, got for it. It's like fifty-five others. We don't want to, want to use up all of our energy too soon. Um, <laughs> Ross, I think you—you uh, you were the man uh, on the job for Kings Eleven v uh, the Capitals. Yep. So your, your teams—you <clears throat> love the, the Delhi Capitals um, playing against who we think are West Ham, or I think are West Ham. <laughs> um, it was an absolute stormer of ineptitude and brilliance at the same time. Like it was a it was a pure IPL. It went to a super over. They both got 157 for eight. Um, there was moments where you just said, uh, I think uh, at one point um, you had Shaw and Darwan and Hetmeyer were all out within the first two overs. Um, Hetmeyer not batting in a floppy hat, which is pretty disappointing all round. Probably um, why he got out. Probably why he got out. Um, but then um, Iyer and Pant really kind of put kind of a partnership on. And Pant is increasingly impressive, I think. Like he's, he's kind of a hitter. It was quite a mature innings. Um, I think they were kind of a bit slow. Um, but then the man came in. The, the, the man from the boys of the team who... Jack, last week you said on the podcast um, that you don't rate and you shouldn't be in the team. Um, Marcus Stoinis. <laughs> Marcus Stoinis. We've asked many many times, what is a Marcus Stoinis on this show? And I tell you what, he's a good cricketer. That's the answer. <laughs> he got 53 off of 21 balls, 
dragged them to a respectable total, and it was game on. Um, Kings eleven, Punjab. Um, ultimately, they all, they all, the biggest thing to take away from this is that they almost killed Ravi Ashwin, and that's just not acceptable, is it? <laughs> he d- he did he did look in bad shape, Ravi Ashwin, when he went off. Yeah. Yeah, but him being him, he uh, immediately tweeted afterwards going, don't worry guys, I'll be back for the next game. And he was sitting there in a sling, and honestly, it, was, uh, it looked in a pretty bad way. All right, you uh, don't need your arms in cricket. Especially if you're a bowler. <laughs> no. You don't need both arms anyway, do you? Unimportant. Yeah. Um, so, but you talked up the big show early on, and uh, Glenn Maxwell was batting five for Kings Eleven. Um, Rahul has kind of set a little bit of a, uh, it was a rubbish platform. He didn't bat very well at all, if I'm perfectly honest. 21 off 19, wasn't good enough. Um, but Agarwal played... Kind of an anchor innings, I think, a classical anchor innings, um, with Karen Nair kind of batting at three. I just don't think they've got that right in terms of 2020 cricket. You think like they're too got, slow? Well, yeah, I think they've got, they've got batsmen there who aren't T20 specialists. They've got like proper batsmen, and I'm just a bit like, well, surely you want to be starting things off in the power play with your hitters? Like, Is there something to say that Puran could be there? Is there something to say that Maxwell was there? Or should they have played the man whose birthday is today, Henry Chris Gale. I would imagine he'll be back for the next. So surely that was the big controversial point from this game that that Gale was was dropped basically Vikings eleven. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I well, feel like it, you need it... like you say, Ross. You need someone I think opening the batting who can uh, comfortably hit the ball over the infield. Yeah, and and this I think this what I think they're missing. They're kind of sitting there going, well, he's he's like forty forty one now. Is he actually going to be any good? It's just like well, actually, just give him a go. Like he's probably going to win you. Actually, two or three of your games, quite potentially. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, they made an error there. Um, Puran, so quite a high, highly raced player, um, got, a, got a duck, unfortunately for him. Yeah. He, was a, he was a victim of uh, Ravi Ashwin. Um, and then Rabada took Glenn Maxwell for one. So, uh, ultimately, um, it was, yeah, it wasn't a good performance from the middle order. And somehow they crept up and managed to equal the game, taking it to a super over. We um, all love a super over, don't we? We do love a super over. Who? Um, I'd tell you someone who really fucking loves a super over. <laughs> Rabada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously the team batting second or the um, came out and batted. Again, awful decision making from Rahul. He, he, he put himself out. They have Glenn Maxwell and he didn't open the batting in a super That's over. That's really weird. But absolutely baffling. Um, and Puran opened up, opened up as well. Puran, the first person to get a T20 pair, which is uh, yeah, which is fantastic. Um, I found out actually he's Mo- Moises Henriquez has done it as well, so I think he's oh, actually okay. the second person to ever. Sorry, get legend. A pair. Um, but okay. you know, it's pretty rare, aren't isn't it? I mean, they're rare as hen's <laughs> teeth. Those um, those those pairs in T20s. So, but um, what I did like was the the Rabada. Oh, I did like this pod favourite took two wickets and the game was over. It was, the game was over and it was just a bit like, well, after, uh, I think it was four balls, wasn't it? Or three balls. Um, yeah, pretty pretty horrendous, really. I, I don't like that rule. As I wanted Do you think you should, everyone guys. should just be able to bat? Yeah, I, th- I thought, yeah. I think, no, I think should... two wickets and six balls is fine. But but it's but the whole in my head the whole point in twenty twenty cricket is about the spectacle and about the entertainment it is six balls for goodness sake why just have six balls of entertainment don't have potentially two. <laughs> Um, because what if look if you're bad enough to lose two wickets in six balls, mm-hmm. then you deserve to lose. My, my, that would be exactly what I would say yeah. as well. 
<laughs> it's, so, it's so boring, you both of you. And then unsurprisingly... Well, what, what would have happened then? Like, so imagine if he takes two wickets the first two balls. Then it just beca- it becomes basically a, a home run derby, is what you're describing. That's what people... you want. That is, that is literally what you want. But that isn't really how the... The, the game and the bowlers works. get no reward for taking wickets in yeah. that situation. It's just a dot ball, isn't it? But they don't get reward. Honestly, they do what get about, a reward. Okay. They got a big reward. Okay, well, let's let's mix this up. What about we go, we take a leaf out of the under-12 pairs cricket book, and a wicket is worth, instead of a wicket, minus four runs. Minus six, and you've got a deal. <laughs> All right. I'm out. Unfortunately, it's a diplomacy here. We've decided... I, I just think that is you've got IPL as a product is all about entertainment. I think having two wickets isn't isn't the full value of entertainment that it should be. And I think it should be like a home run derby. It should be like that. Alright, well why don't you write a letter to the BCCI? I'll write my letter to the ECB and we'll see who gets a response first. I'll I'll finish <laughs> my letter to Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also in the game, Ross, I, I don't think you mentioned it. There, there was there was quite a controversial incident. Um, yeah, in, involving... you mentioned Chris Jordan earlier. You haven't mentioned it yet. Well, I, I kind of wanted to open up because I know that I've kind of sat or sat before when talking about um, T20 and Chris Jordan playing for England, and actually said that you know what, he's a pretty good player. Um, my opinion is maybe uh, unfounded after. Um, something what happened. Uh, do you want to talk us through what happened? Oh, that wasn't actually the controversial incident I, I was responding, I was referring to, but um, no. yeah, he, he Chris Jordan went for 56 or four overs. Yeah, uh, I think the last over of the game went for 30. Yep, it was 30. Yep. Yeah. So actually, uh, not great, um, no. is, is what you you uh, probably say He's also there. got the highest, so he's also now got the highest um, economy rate of bowling death overs. He goes at 9.4. And over in death, death cricket in T20s. That's not great. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, that, that, over, that over must have uh, <laughs> tip him over the edge. Yeah, well, it wasn't great. Um, which bit of controversy were you talking about? Was it the run out, which was uh, the short run? What, yeah. the one short? Yeah. Um, so the, the one short, um, basically in the run chase, oh, I'm not sure which batsman it was, um, tapped his bat down for, for a two. I think it was Chris Jordan. Uh, oh, it was Chris Jordan. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't. That that explains the confusion. Uh, yep. So Chris Gordon taps his bat bat down for a, a two. Um, it's clearly a two. Uh, the umpire inexplicably decides it's one short, and uh, there's no. They don't check that or anything. Um, and, and obviously, as the game's tied, Kings Eleven lose when mm. when they actually should have won. Um, Kings Eleven have escalated the complaint to the match referee, and and, and they're Very saying West Ham thing to do. Yeah, they're, and, they're, <laughs> and they're saying that that might cost them a place in the playoffs. You know um, what is a West might. Ham thing to do as well, though, Ross. Um, aside from the one short, it's to need one run to win off the last three balls and lose. <laughs> Yeah, that is very. Yeah, again, I don't understand. Like the cricket brain, just they just completely evaporate sometimes, doesn't it? Just, just yeah. knock it around. Just literally knock it. Around. Don't go for the glory six to win the game. You don't need to do that. Like a goal if... has literally like played a fantastic innings and then has thrown it away. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they'd unfairly, you know, unfairly been given one short and then scored ten off the last over and it ended in a super over and blah blah mm. blah. Right, fine, be pissed off. But if you need one to win off the last three balls and you blow it, that's all on you, mate. That's all on you. Yeah, I tell you what was funny though. If you look at the replay on it, the square leg umpire is not standing at square it's leg. Nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's standing at kind of like mid wicket. You're a bit like, oh mate, you, could, you should not be doing this. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, that was uh, the 
uh, Delhi Capitals uh, beating Kings Eleven Punjab on a super over. Um, what I like, gents, by the way, is how much energy is talking about IPL. Like we we are absolutely big fans here. Love yeah, it. It was, I, it was, it was, it was, that was a really good game. Um, that had that that was maybe the the um, template for how IPL games should be. Super over. It's got star players doing big things. Yeah, Ravi Ashwin went off injured after one over after taking two wickets. <laughs> I mean, that was the only thing that I sort of I had left to say is that that made that probably made quite a big difference for the, for the outcome of the game because that meant Stoinis had to bowl three overs, which weren't really great overs. Uh, went for thirty. Uh, they were, pro- they, yeah, they were still pretty if, good. If you go for thirty in three overs in a game where one hundred and fifty-five is the target, you're not. He did take well. two wickets in the last two balls though to get take it to a super <laughs> over. So. <laughs> That's I guess it. so. I guess so. Um, I, I, I think if Ashwin's there, though, yeah. probably those overs go for about twenty. Yeah. Those three yeah. overs. If you're if you're if you're unlucky, they're over twenty, and um, none of this. We're not even talking about this game. It's just a blowout because Ashwin yeah. is that good, and we're looking forward to seeing it back. Uh, <laughs> and the, and uh, and the next game, uh, Sunrise of Hyderabad v Royal Challengers Bangalore. So we were watching this game, uh, not 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 in person together, but but together virtually. Um, earlier on today um, so we talked about a couple of uh, pre-IPL predictions I got wrong now let's talk Max about Max Rowe one. step up to the plate <laughs> plenty of time left boys and now let's get to what I got right I tipped Padakal to be the young star for the Royal Challengers Bangalore mm-hmm. and today he actually did the business He he. Um, so Royal Challengers Bangalore batting first um, he scores Padakal scores 56 or 40 gives him a nice platform uh, they're on 90-odd off 11, um, and they really should have scored loads of runs. But for some reason, Coley and A.B. de Villiers decide to go full mid-2000s ODI mode and, um, and only score in ones for for six overs. So uh, I think they came together at the end of the, the 11th over, uh, and for yeah. the next 36 balls, RCB failed to find the boundary. Um, but and, and at this time, this is when Kevin Peterson was going. This is unbelievable. Cr- I'm not going to do his accent. This is unbelievable cricket. And then everyone's just agreeing with him, and we're, we're sitting there going, "This is not good cricket." Yeah. Um, uh, so they 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 managed to get up to 164 because De Villiers, to be fair, does accelerate a little bit later on. Hits a couple of nice sixes. Uh, his 200th six uh, came up today in IPL in the IPL, which is pretty good going, isn't it? Um, yeah. And so he posts 164, uh, which looks, I thought at the time, I don't know about you two, but I thought that was slightly below um, par. Um, and the Sunrisers, they started pretty well, and it looked like it would be. Uh, Bairstow was smacking the ball around. Uh, there was the the only blemish, I suppose, was the run out of David Warner, because um, someone talk us through what happened there quickly. Yeah. Also, uh, his uh, his summer, just his experience with England players, really. I mean, Johnny Bairstow's hit the ball back at the bowler pretty hard. The bowler, is, is it a drop catch? It's a half it's, drop, isn't it? It's, yeah, so he's hit his hand and then the ball kind of bounces outside <laughs> what would be leg stump and almost spins back and hits, yeah, it hits does, off stump. Yeah. Hits it goes stump. off the seam. Yeah. <laughs> David Warner literally just there, and he does that little smile that he does when when Broad kept on getting him out. He just yeah. did that little smile, the rueful smile. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they, um, but it, it doesn't really make that much difference. They're they're going pretty well um, with I think eight overs to go, or ish eight, maybe seven overs to go. Uh, they're on 121 for two. Uh, four overs later, they're on 143 for nine. Um, panic! I think that's what happened. It was a, it was a proper a proper collapse. 
Uh, I mean, in the middle of that, we do need to um, we do need to address two of the finest wickets you're ever likely to see. Please, please address them, Max. Well, um, for, firstly, we can we can uh, step up to the plate. The person who I picked to be uh, the young rising star of uh, the IPL, uh, Priam Garg, who um, after most spending a lot of time trying to hit the ball and not really managing it. Uh, stepped outside off stump to try and do the sort of over-the-shoulder paddle. Um, succeeded in connecting uh, bat with ball, and then the ball succeeded in connecting uh, with the helmet, which then con- succeeded with connecting with the stumps. Yes. Yeah, Bowled off your face. Moment. Yeah, it wasn't Not good. Moment. Yeah, and then shortly after that, Rashid Khan came in, and um, the two batsmen, uh, was it... Um, uh, Sharma, who was uh, at, the, at the other end, uh, they they headed out of the boundary, set off for two, completed the first one quickly, didn't complete the second one because they ran into each other. <laughs> Rashid was lying prone on the floor, having been smashed in the face, and um, they swiftly, swiftly took the bails off and ran out Sharma. I um, have no doubt that he's unbelievable. actually concussed. Like no, no yeah, I couldn't believe they let him carry on. He did. He did not look good, did he? he? No, he didn't know where he, he was. And when he got bowled, he, was he, he could barely see. It. Yeah, um, I if 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 Delhi Capitals v uh, Kings Eleven is what everything you want from a tight four IPL game, you've got a bit of umpiring controversy in there. Somebody gets pumped, somebody bowls well. Um, this is what you want from like a, a carnage perspective in the IPL. You've got Davilias hitting some sixes. You've got a massive batting collapse. You've got an English player going really well who doesn't quite get it over the line in true English style. Uh, I, I really loved this game. Um, this It was a slugfest as well. It also took to it. four hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's go full circle then. Um, selection for that. So uh, there were some controversial selection policies for both teams. Um, the $1.4 million man Chris Morris left out. Uh, yeah, for for Josh Felipe, who is the Australian reserve wicketkeeper or third reserve wicketkeeper in T Twenties, and quite rightly so by the yeah, looks of it, who batted batted like number six or seven. So he did it. He came in for three balls and made, with three balls left of the innings, only faced one of them because he got a single, and um, and then didn't wicketkeep very well. So that so RCB really making sure they get full value out of their overseas slots there. Um, Especially when Pakadal and A.B. De Villiers can both keep wicket. Yeah, it's just—it's absolutely insane that decision. <laughs> I mean, it's, that is—that's what you've spent. Uh, just, just for, for reference, you get—you have a salary cap in the IPL, um, which I think is about twelve and a half million dollars. Chris Morris is more than ten percent of that. That is his salary <laughs> that they're, they're paying him, and they've dropped him. That's questionable the, in itself. The third choice Australian wicketkeeper, who mm. then has no positive impact on the game whatsoever. Yeah, it is his, it is his first game, so let's uh, let's put it down to maybe he's a bit rusty. Maybe Chris Morris had coronavirus. <laughs> we don't know, so we don't know all of this detail. But I tell you what, we do. I hope know. he did. Otherwise, somebody's made a fucking error. Like. <laughs> I tell you what, we do know. We do know that Mitch Marsh should not be selected over Mohammed Nabi. Well, don't worry, because he's not going to be again. <laughs> yeah, it looks because like, now he has one ankle. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, done some ankle ligaments there. And but don't worry, Sunrisers Hyderabad physio who wasn't wearing a mask, wasn't wearing gloves, just like all the England ones were, um, came out and said he was absolutely fine. Sent him back out to play. 
So he went off uh, injured after three balls or four balls after rolling his ankle trying to stop one back down the ground. It didn't look good, did he? Like he's a he's a big bloke and he was walking like, very gingerly. Yeah, I hopefully it's not as bad as it looked, but yeah. I'd be surprised if he's playing again in the next. Well, two to or three add weeks. to add injury to injury, he then came out to bat at ten. That was pointless. Tried to, tried six to balls. smack yeah. a slower ball, hit it straight up in the air, and then couldn't even hobble off. Yeah, so I've got to think about this. If he's not injured for a long time, he's faked that. He's blamed the injury on a shit shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it wasn't the greatest selection, but uh, ultimately, um, RCB recorded a win, and Max, your, uh, your, ta- your I was going to say tout, your tip for the uh, title, uh, it's not started well. Yeah. No, uh, don't worry, Mohamed Nabi will come in and change it all. Boys, should we take a very quick break? Then we've got a preview of uh, the next three IPL games, which should be fairly quick. We've got some correspondence, and uh, we'll, we've got an announcement to make. Beautiful. All hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. The next three IPL matches uh, are the tournament debut of the Rajasthan Royals, who take on Chennai Super Kings, who have played already. I'm not really sure why they're not playing uh, Kolkata Knight Riders, but, you know, IPL, cricket format, say. Um, <laughs> uh, I think um, Rajasthan Royals are a bit of a mystery uh, this year. Uh, we we have thought that their lack of spin options might be a bit of a problem, but the wickets actually I, I, they've been quite green and quick, um, so maybe maybe their their pace options will will, will do the business. Um, yeah, it's also in the evenings look like it's getting a bit dewy. They, they had the rag out. Uh, it's definitely night. dewy. They had they were sending the rope round to to brush off the dew as well, which um, is not good for your spin. Obviously, Rajasthan Royals are are the team of Unadkat and maybe more importantly, or I think certainly more importantly, the English Jofra Archer. Um, so if they can take a few wickets, it could be game on. Um, CSK looked pretty decent all round though in in the first match. That uh, could be tough. Um, fellas, do you have any thoughts on on who might win that or what people should look out for? Uh, CSK will win, I think. I think uh, I don't think Jofra Archer is going to be out of quarantine in time, and I don't think Josh uh. Butler is either. Oh right. So why so, um, why were some of the Australians able to play today, but not the English? So some, so some of them flew out, and some of them were given a break. So Joffrey Archer was in quarantine for eighty six days, other than his one night breach, whatever <laughs> it was, um, which they said like really took the toll on on him. So um, they were kind of trying to manage it, and Josh oh. Butler was kind of very similar. Um, so I think those two missing is a big thing, but they do oh, have Steve sure. Smith. So yeah. anything, any, any team that has Steve Smith and you can't rule no, out. No, you do. Yeah, I, but I, I, that does significantly change the dynamic. And my Pacers theory uh, on the on the green wickets is is out the window. Uh, Max, <laughs> are you going to go against the grain there, or is it Chennai Super Kings for you? Well, you know, you know me. It's a draw. It's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Super Over will be a tie. It'll be that. Are, yeah. are they doing boundary count back? No, they do. They more just do super another Super Over. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be seven super overs until they def- mm. find a find a winner. Ah, serious answers only on this show, please, Max. Sorry, um, <laughs> the IPL it just gets me too excited. Game five of the IPL, which will be the debut of the Kolkata Knight Riders, uh, that's on Wednesday. 
Um, Colcat and Night Riders v the Mumbai Indians. Uh, this is the game I would I would tune into if you're going mm. if you're only going to watch one IPL game in the next few days. Uh, KKR are probably the most explosive in the tor- team in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the three overseas players I think will definitely play. Morgan, uh, Andre Russell, and uh, Cummins uh, are all worth watching in their own right. And then you could as have well, as well as Narine. Yeah, you could have Narine. You could have Banton. Uh, there's there's some. Big, pretty big names going on there, and then the Mumbai Indians—they'll be looking to bounce back. Uh, they've got they've got Rohit Sharma, Quinton de Kock, and Bumrah. That's this is what the IPL is all about. It's it's like matchups you don't really get in international cricket. Mm. Pedigree, out. yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's the game I I would really highly recommend you you watch. You'll probably be terrible now. Um, sorry about that, but uh, uh, Max, who do you fancy for the win there? I I fancy a bit of KKR actually. Come into the tournament, hit the ground running, smack it everywhere. And Ross? Yeah, well, they're my favourite team, so I've got to back the boys in purple. <laughs> I actually, I think the Mumbai Indians are going to come back. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I... I... Stern telling off from the uh, from Mother. <laughs> and, Anita uh, Ambani, or Anita Ambani, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I, 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 think it, I think the Mumbai Indians will come back. I mean, I, I think they're pretty close to being a good team. I mean... The the Pandya brothers and Pollard didn't get any runs in the first game, and they still got 160 fairly comfortably. Mm. Um, you'd think with that kind of platform, normally one of those will get 30 or 15 balls, and then you're up to 180, and that becomes a pretty good score if you've got uh, Bumrah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to go Mumbai Indians there. Cool. Um, final game that we're going to preview. This is on Thursday. Uh, Kings eleven Punjab v Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, now, if yesterday, if, if the Wednesday game is the one to watch, this is the one to miss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kings Eleven aren't very good. I think that's probably fair to say. And um, and Royal Challengers Bangalore, although they have players worth watching, they have they don't have a game plan at all. They just go out well, there and do what they even want. Even more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and their their backup players, then there some of them are properly properly bad. Um, uh, <laughs> here's forty percent of the wage budget. You can play with that. Oh, Davilius and Coley will have sixty percent of it. Yeah, Thanks very much. Um, uh, the the one reason maybe to watch it will be that Chris Gale probably will return. Um, mm-hmm. So he missed out on the first game. He turned forty one today, uh, and he released a, 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 his musical debut. I think. The day before, so it's been it's been an interesting few days for you. Joining, joining a long line of prolific cricketing uh, musical hits there. Mm. <laughs> I tell you what would be good is if he gets out for nothing and they play his new song on the, ta- on the, <laughs> on the stadium. That would be great. Um, so Kings Devon Punjab v Royal Challengers Bangalore on Thursday. Uh, who do you fancy for that one, boys? Uh, Ross. Um, I think actually based on today, I think. Uh, I think Royal Challengers Bangalore actually don't look as bad as you uh, kind of make out, oh, but that, wow. that could just be me being suckered in. There's to 15 the games left. Yeah, so, don't, don't um, be fooled. Uh, yeah, kind of, um, Royal, um, Kings 11 Punjab do have a couple of good bowlers. So Mohamed Shami, uh, Sheldon Cottrell, there, are, there is good potential there. Um, but at the same time, I just, I just think the quality is going to be too much. Uh, and Max? Um, I'm going for the Kings. Chris Gale Kings. to come back. And do the business <laughs> with, with Glenn Maxwell and Puran. Nice game on. I think I think the Royal Challengers Bangalore are going to win that one. Probably. There we go. Uh, despite how mad their their whole setup is, <laughs> um, we've only previewed three games, and the reason for that is that we are, are going to change up how we produce shows or, or send shows out. 
um, for the next few weeks, try something different. Uh, we are going to be releasing an IPL bonus show, which will look at those three games in, in retrospect and, and then preview the weekend. Um, starting from this Thursday, I think Ross and I will be doing the first one. Are you excited about that, Ross? Oh, I think so. It should be a good one. If, if the games are hard, like, as good as they have been over the last three games, then we're in for a treat. Yeah, yeah. I think we should stress they won't be full shows. They'll be quite IPL focused, about half an hour long. Um, but if you're if you're trying to keep up with the tournament, it's it's what we found last year. It's quite hard to preview an entire week's cricket and then <laughs> then talk about an entire week's cricket. Uh, so you need oh, to, but you we've to... tried today. We have tried today. <laughs> we've tried to do about two months worth of cricket. <laughs> we've covered more cricket today on any other podcast. So uh, yeah. well done us. Um, Friday, should we should we finish off with some correspondence? So sorry to to make you wait, um, correspondence. But uh, should, should we end with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, keep them to the very end, so they. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we can't start with it now, can we? So. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we could edit. Uh, uh, Max, um, you can you can be the first person to answer these questions, as as you won't be with us on Thursday. And the first question is from G. Do you care one iota about the World Test Championship, and and would you prefer a two division system, each consisting of five or six teams that play each other an equal number of times, with relegation and promotion? Max. Uh, so are we are we suggesting the Nations League for Test cricket now? That's, uh, Oof, yeah. <laughs> that sounds a bit like that. Um, I the World Test Championship is in its first iteration, so I think it's worth giving a go and see see how it works out. And like the I we with the Bob Willis Trophy and the uh, and the Lords Final, we were talking about how the, we think that would be a good showpiece. And I think exactly the same with the World Test Championship, a final. Like a uh, test match between the two top test teams over a given period could be really good. I mean, it's like people talk about trying to get to the uh, number one rankings in test cricket and you, sort of, you get there and it's like, oh, well, we're number one now, but what do we have to show for it? So I think, yeah, have a, I, I, I like it as a concept. Let's give it a go. Ross, have you any thoughts? Uh, I I actually quite like the World Test Championship because there is, in theory, no dead rubbers. But um, because of coronavirus, I can see it being binned. I can actually yeah. see it being in a position where there's not enough teams to actually play the games. I would mix it up slightly, I think, if I if I were going to look at redesigning mm. it again, and I would maybe have two groups. Um, so you have a two-year cycle, and depending on which group you're in, your those groups change. But just to make it a little bit more condensed, and so that maybe you can follow it a little bit more. I think mm. with ten teams all playing different amount of games and so on. It becomes the the meaning of, of each individual match and the fact that only two teams really go through from the, the whole thing. It gets diluted somewhat. Um, I, I quite I like think, that idea, yeah. actually, because it'd be quite quite interesting to see some of those two. It would just be the ones that... Would you always have to keep Pakistan and India? Well, that separate? was my other thinking as well, because that's the big problem they'll have, is that they can't have India and Pakistan playing series against each other, even though they've committed to that. The ICC have committed to that. It's just the BCCI won't do it. and. Mm really the BCCI control cricket so <laughs> that that won't happen you could you could always have them separately you could always have England and Australia in the same group so that they play each other and you know you can mix it up a little bit like that uh, and it might might fit the schedule slightly better um, there you go G yeah uh, final final um, point then from Nick and uh, this is more of a question about T20 games uh, do you prefer games uh, that, that sort of finish in the 140 to 150 area V1s that finish in the 180 to 200 uh, run scored area um, I, th- I think the point here being that maybe a lower scoring game is tighter and more interesting Ross uh, I honestly I, don't, I think a good game is a good game I don't think that 
if if a team's good enough to do one eighty and the other team's good enough to do one eighty, it's going to be a good game. I think it's the ones which if someone t- one team hits about two hundred and then bowls a team out for eighty, they're the worst. Yeah, they ones, suck. So. Yeah, Max, you got so, any yeah. thoughts? Uh, I was I was going to say the same thing. I think um, it's yeah. If you've got a team that chases down two hundred and forty with one ball to spare, it's pretty exciting. If you've got a team that manages to fend off one hundred and forty with two wickets in the last over, it's equally mm-hmm. exciting. Whether you know. The bat, the balance between bat and ball, I think, sort of doesn't necessarily come into it. From yeah, I, of you. I would probably agree with that. And I, I think the one other thing I'd say is that it really depends on the pitch so much. I mean, like if you Max, you'll you'll know someone who who goes to the oval regularly when they runs, when, runs, runs. when they get the pitch right there and the outfield's like fast because there's a square the whole way across the the yeah. square boundaries. Like really, two hundred is is kind of par. Like, and it, you'd uh, yeah. have to make the pitch bad to to change that. And mm, I feel like I feel like you, you have a fair contest, um, but it's just you're just gonna get more runs there than you will on a, a used pitch in the CPL this year. That's cricket. Yeah, that used pitch. I think that's gonna happen within the IPL, and it'd be quite interesting to see what the lowest score is gonna be defended in the IPL. I reckon. I reckon that you can potentially defend eighty. There's apps. I don't think. <laughs> wow. I think someone wow. did it in the CPL, but I don't think you could do that in the in the IPL. I think there's just too much. I, th- I think 120 might happen. I think that that could happen. Anyway, boys, it's been a pleasure as ever. Ross, you want to remind people one more time where to find us, and then we will wrap things up. Yes, follow us at the Cricket Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then also subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you use. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.